Welcome to the Australian Chiropractors Association podcast. The ACA is the peak body representing chiropractors in Australia. Hosted by Dr. Anthony Coxon, these podcasts explore the science, art, philosophy, and politics of chiropractic, as well as reviewing the latest research and discussing how chiropractors can strive for excellence in practice. Welcome to the Australian Chiropractors Association podcast. I'm your podcast host, Anthony Coxon. The chiropractic profession has a long association with community service. There have been several outreach programs over the years that have provided much-needed chiropractic care to Indigenous and disadvantaged communities, both here and overseas. One such program is Hands on India. It's, this group has been uh, taking experienced chiropractors and new graduates to India for many years, not only providing chiropractic care, but also funding much-needed health and educational programs. The current chair of Hands on India is Dr. Sue Ferguson. Some listeners may be aware that Sue was acknowledged this year with the ACA Chiropractor of the Year, an award she so richly deserves. So I'm very excited today to be uh, talking with Sue on uh, the ACA podcast about Hands on India. Hi, Sue. Welcome to the ACA podcast. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks so much for inviting me. Firstly, congratulations on receiving Cairo of the Year for 2023. Tell us a, a little bit about that experience and when you got that information. Well, it was uh, certainly a huge surprise and uh, a great honour. Uh, certainly something I'd never expected. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I was unwell at the time, so I missed the um, ceremony, but I've had um, plenty of fun and action with it since afterwards. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, congratulations from, from, from me. That's very, very richly uh, deserved award. But today we're here to talk about uh, Hands On India. Now, it's been around for a little while. Tell us, how did this um, group start? Well, Hands On India um, was started by Dr. Brett Deller, a chiropractor from Western Australia, when he was a Murdoch student back in um, 2006. He saw a magazine article which had three young children who were under five breaking rocks on a riverbed um, in remote India. And he sourced the uh, photographer and actually went and travelled and found these three children in um, Siliguri in India and at the same time um, sourced the, an NGO partner over there which um, to find ways that he could help those children. Amazingly, so those three um, children have now attended our schools and graduated from the schools, so um, have remained as part of our Hands On India story. That's um, um, that's just amazing. And one thing just to be motivated and, and go out and do something, but to find those three kids in that tree photo. I wasn't aware of that story. A photo of um, those three children graduating from school. So over the years, it's certainly grown from very small um, beginnings with Brett, ta Brett taking a few Murdoch students and the program's grown and grown. We've since had 16 trips. Um, we've taken over 400 chiropractors and um, students and new graduates and we've provided over 30,000 patient visits during that time. Oh and Brett remains a member of the board and a big part of Hands on India. And so when did you become involved and, and I guess what was your motivation for, for going over to India and providing care and 
getting into the position that you're currently in with Hands on India? Well, in 2009, I saw advertised in the AC magazine that um, Dr. Noel Patterson, another Western Australia chiropractor, was running a trip with um, a bunch of um, Murdoch Chiro students and was looking for experienced chiropractors. And I thought, well, what better way to hang out with one of the greats of chiropractic, Noel, and learn and see what he does and to learn from other chiropractors. In um, private practice, you spend a lot of time in your room telling yourself the same story and um, you get a bit sick of your own voice. So it's really a wonderful way of experiencing how other people from different backgrounds and different experiences using different techniques um, do things um, differently. So that, and I love India. So I'd been with my family and had a, a very glamorous trip there and I really wanted to be able to connect with the real people and um, what better way than um, helping those in need with the service of chiropractic. So off I went. So tell us about that experience. You, How long are you actually in India for? Where do you sleep and stay how often are you actually providing care what's what's the experience like so um we travel annually in um we've changed the times but we've worked out early february is the best we go for two weeks um we take a team of about up to 30 people um, made up of experienced chiropractors and um new graduates we no longer are taking students but we um, do take newly graduated students it's a bit like a, a big blind date because you don't necessarily know who's going yeah um, a lot of fun we meet in Delhi and we fly to a remote part of India which is um, far off the tourist track it's um, in the far northeast corner it's near Darjeeling the tea picking area and they also break rocks in that area um, and the, it's part of India's poorest population. They, um, a lot of Indigenous Indians and speaking 17 different languages. So um, it's an area that really needs help. We've partnered with Sevakendra, who's an NGO in the area, actually back to the Bangladesh war. They've been there 50 um, years and they know who needs help in the community and are able to create a self, uh, safe oasis where we stay. So we stay in basic accommodation, but it's very safe. And, you know, India is this big country of sensory overload. It's colours, it's smell, it's noise, it's people. Um, but the people in this region are just so care, you know, they're just gentle um, and really lovely and just appreciate what we offer so much that they're, an absolute delight to be um, around um, and the experience of actually being part of their life and connecting with them is just something money and tourism just can't buy. Um, during our time, we set up four clinics in um, remote villages and head off um, in subgroups um, into these villages to create clinics. We'll see about 3,000 people during our two weeks um there and they arrive with um often not a great understand of chiropractic and but just a hope for help and it really um tests us to utilize our skills and what we can do with our hands um to to bring um help to these people but in my you know experience there you know what i've not seen in two decades or three decades now in practice 
um, I saw in the two weeks and the results that we get, I just never see in my practice in Mossman. They they improve so well. They're actually very strong um, people and with the adjusting, it just blows your mind away. Um, after my first trip there, I was, you know, tell, returned to practice and was talking of things I'd seen and I actually thought I had to go back because I was thinking I must have made up those sort of results. And, um, I didn't believe myself after a while. So, um, yes. And, you know, the other thing that I really saw that first time and we used to see is just the change in um, the, the students or the new grads, what they can learn in two weeks, that they just gained so much confidence and skills um, that it was it was just amazing. And over the years, I've seen some of those students um, go to return as new grads, then experienced chiropractors and now part of the board. So it's wonderful, that journey of them growing up. It sounds so amazing. It must. It's obviously essential and wonderful that you've got an NGO there on the ground. And I imagine they set things up for you. They let the community know that you're coming and maybe arrange appointments or is it that people just turn up? Um, how does it all work? Over the year, it's built and our NGO now really understands so much better how they can help us. So they notify people in the villages. People are excited to come. We create, we don't always go to the same village, but we create a, you know, take our Jeeps with our medical kit and our um, tables and people just queue up um, and wait. And um, now, well, we missed two years during COVID, but when, when we were there, in February um, 2020, this this year in 2023, there were people that have been waiting for us for a few years to return and they travel great distances to come back for more um, care. So it's had a real groundswell of um, appreciation in the community. And you we mean- also even had the, the local medical, you know, at times we've had, um, you know, sort of a jeep of um, neurological patients coming with the physios from the hospital to see what we can do or um you know it's, it's had a real community of people wanting to to see what chiropractic is and what we offer gee that's really interesting do you work um with any of those sort of neurologists or gps or is it mostly just a chiropractic experience that people are getting it's mostly a chiropractic experience over time we've got a better opportunity to refer on to hospitals for some of the high need um cases but we're dealing with these poor people that just have had no exposure to any medical care. So um, they fall out of the side of the system. We're working on changing that, but um, yes, it's a very different model. You mentioned earlier that uh, about the many different languages. I, I, I suspect that um, many of the people you're seeing don't speak English. Uh, yes, almost zero. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> Part of our... Um, Troop is uh, includes translators, and we, um, I think we depending if for thirty people would have about twenty translators, and sometimes we even need two translators to work on the language. And a beautiful part of um, again last year's trip was seeing some of those translators I've known since they were sort of fifteen year old kids, and they're now thirty year olds um, taking time out of work just to come because they love um, giving service with us. Wow. That's fantastic, isn't it? And look, I think there's something, um, don't get me wrong, it's always better, obviously, the communication is important, but how 
valuable is communication when it's not verbal. You know, when you're just you know putting your hands on someone and you you really we, as chiropractors we really can speak with our hands and you can sometimes can connect with people in a way that you just might not connect with if uh, if you could speak and they could speak uh, English. Anthony, that's so true. Some of my most special and you know, favourite Indian um, memories is when, you know, a little tea picker has arrived after the, we've packed up camp and they're just sitting there and there's no translator and you just put your hands on them and they'll, you know, show you their shoulder or whatever and the complete non-communication, the connection with these people is without the chatter of daily life and, um mm. Yeah, it's 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 much more pure or true than I experience at home, um, and I guess that's what keeps me going back. <laughs> and of course, it's not while the chiropractic care is absolutely um, valued. It's not just about that. Um, Hands-on India run other services, and I think you mentioned about some of the educational stuff. Do you want to go through uh, that and explain that to our ACA viewers? Yeah, so we have um, two weeks of chiropractic health camps each year. But over the year, we realised we needed to support the community. Um, one in four children were in child labour when we started and um, getting an education became really obvious. In 2012, while we were there, um, there were some local little schools that were shutting down. And at that stage, we committed to funding those two schools. That's grown to six schools and 900 kids um, in their communities, they go to school at primary school and then they can go into high school. Um, during our trips, we visit those schools. We go and check the kids and adjust them and it's a really special part and I've, we watch those kids grow up. We've, um, then with the children coming out of child labour, we realised the women needed some more support financially, so we started women's empowerment groups. We now have 3,000 women in 273 groups, um, uh, sorry, 273 villages um, doing uh, with microfinance, but a lot of that is education, education about child labour, um, no child marriage, um, just health and wellbeing and uh, organic farming. So much more comes from the women's groups. In fact, the women's have become so empowered. And again, we meet with about 500 representatives when we go on our trips, which is just so precious. They sing and dance and speak with us about their achievements, um, again, through translators. But um, we've now started to have um, form men's groups this year because we realised the men were getting left behind and we're working particularly on alcoholism and domestic violence, but we're really working on bringing the men up now. Um, so that's what's happened with being so successful with the women. Fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, we also run uh, 36 health centres, which started um, during COVID, but it's been huge. And these are run by local community volunteers in the villages um, where they're a safe place for people to come because they're fearful of the doctors they don't actually have access to doctors. They don't understand medicine. They're very fearful of getting help. And so by being trusted community members, they know the families, they understand, they can work with the pregnant women. Um, and what we're achieving with that is amazing. We've also got other NGO partners that have joined us because they couldn't access these people. So we've done um, several hundred eye operations and accessed 
free classes, which actually Hands On India doesn't pay for, but the other NGOs, we just bring them together and take them to the city to have their operation and take local village people to care for them in that scary hospital situation. So wow. it's amazing. So a lot of the chiropractors that actually go to India also fundraise uh, as a part of their experience. I'm assuming that's where the funds come from to, to run these programs. Yes. So an important part of attending is um, fundraising is, um, and that those donations are fully tax deductible. Um, we also have some donors that have been very generous, but um, 99% of our funds raised go um, overseas. And to give you an idea, um, $50 puts a child through school for a year. Um, wow. Where, yeah, the, the money just goes an amazing way. And when the chiropractors attend and see how their funds are being spent, it's uh, mind blowing for people. Um, so, so, yes, that's an important part of being part of it. And that dollar goes a long way uh, in India, that's that's for sure. So it's clear that um, the local communities are benefiting enormously, but I can tell just from, um, you know, the excitement uh, in your voice how incredibly beneficial this must be for the chiropractors who are actually there, both from a professional and perhaps spiritual uh, level. For, for those who are interested in finding out more, whether it's to donate money or to have a hands-on India experience themselves, um, where do they need to go to get more information? So there's the Hands-on India website, handsonindia.org.au. Um, you can contact us through the website. You're welcome to contact me directly. I'm always happy to have a chat about it. Um, we are working on our February 2025 um, trip, which we're already putting together. There is a couple of places in um, February 2024, but you'll have to contact us within the next few days because it's all up and happening. Stacey Saunders, um, chiropractor from Sydney, will be running that trip. I also just wanted to um, say, um, you know, why, you know, people will go, you know, I've been seven times and I've definitely got back more than I've given. Um, it's not often you get the opportunity to embrace such an exciting, vibrant culture as India, but um, to be able to work with people who really love and appreciate the care we give is enormous. Um, but to, to spend two weeks away from the busyness of life and all that happens at home, thrown together with a, a group of chiropractors that are so diverse, so many different techniques, ages, stages of practice. We learn so much from each other. Um, and I realise always that we're more similar than we're different. You know, I have discussions previously that I'm a, you know, one will say I'm a rehab chiropractor and I say, well, I'm more doing paediatrics. And then we hear each other talking and we're actually speaking all the same language and learn so much from each other. So I just love how it brings um, us as a profession together. And those deep connections really go, you know, far more and, and, you know, have really enriched my life. Um, uh, it's It also really reminds you of the magic of what we do. I think it's easy to get a bit tired and fatigued with day-to-day -day practice and I definitely um, find I return energised. My patients love it and actually expect me to go every year. Yeah. Um, and when I'm not going, it's why not. 
Um, so, and, you know, for many chiropractors over the years, I've seen um, that space has actually created a, a space to change perspective and direction and new beginnings for them and um, to really reinvigorate um, practice. But not to mention, you know, for the new grads, it's just such a big um, a jump into practice to have your hands on, you know, would be new grads would be seeing at least 100 patients during that week and taking histories and just really learning how to finesse what you've learned at university to see real cases, just all those neurological conditions you've read about but never see or guarantee you'll see so much neurology um, and there and we workshop it so that you get to see um, that and it's a mentoring, it's pretty much a one-on-one support from the experienced chiropractor. So um, it's a huge leap into practice and any you know chiropractors that are taking on new grads I'd really encourage you to support them to take the trip because the training they'll get in that two weeks just makes them you know have the understanding of what chiropractic has to offer and why they've studied it and you know they'll have much more language to speak to their patients about you know what they're actually doing and why they're doing it. Well, well, you've definitely sold me, uh, Sue. That's uh, absolutely fantastic. I'll be looking forward to going on my first one, um, maybe even for the 2025. Well, um, if, if not, certainly by 2026, I expect to be there. And I am I think a lot of chiropractors now will be very excited about the opportunity to um, make a sort of contribution, even if it's in a, a small way or, or maybe a very big way. But it does sound like um, it's a wonderful thing to be involved in. It's just such an opportunity. Um, so many other professions or friends say, I just wish I could do something like that that's just so meaningful and that's so tangible. And I don't think we realise how lucky we are to have that gift in our hands and uh, to be able to, you know, this is a small commitment, two weeks, but um, changes lives. Absolutely. Sue, thank you so much for, for sharing your story with our uh, ACA podcast listeners today. Thank you for the opportunity, Anthony, and I look forward to meeting lots of new chiropractors coming along. Absolutely. Well, that's it from me. Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast has been helpful in your quest for excellence, and I look forward to chatting with you again on our next ACA podcast.